0: Everybody, and welcome back to Don't Praise the Machine, episode 23. It's the Michael Jordan 23, Andrew McLeod 23 episode. So, John, I was on the train mm-hmm. yesterday in Berlin. We call that the U-Bahn, mm-hmm. the underground subway system. And I noticed there was a bunch of like people that had distressed jeans on. Ah. and I personally wouldn't wear distressed yeah. jeans right now because I feel like that was something I was doing a couple of years yeah. ago when distressed jeans were, were more popping and they're not popping so much at, at the moment. so I just I just took notice and it, it reminded me that I went through a period when distressed jeans were in a couple of years ago mm. where I didn't own any but I did have some jeans that I wasn't really wearing anymore. Yeah. So I thought maybe I can revitalize these and reintroduce them into my fashion rotation by learning how to distress them. Put them in the washing machine with some rocks. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I went out on the street and I asked strangers to beat at them with their <laughs> fists and feet. Will you punch and kick my jeans, please? That's what the YouTube tutorial yeah. said. It said it said invite violence to your denim. <laughs> and so I yeah, so I learned how to distress my mm. genes. and then it made me think that I wanted to express this experience in a poem and I thought to myself <laughs> if there's one thing John knows about me yeah. it's that I've just I just write poems all the time. <laughs> I think all I do is send yeah. you a poem. Would you say would you say all I do is send you a poem all week yeah. for our every would you say I just send you a poem each week for the entirety of our friendship?
1: <laughs> yeah, I'd say at least one a week. Sometimes sometimes a couple in a day if you're feeling wordsmithy.
0: When I was doing this, I was thinking, I don't think I've written I don't think I've written a poem <laughs> like since I was about seven in school. I mean you do I have enjoyed it. You do
1: have a knack, which is something I've probably talked about on the show before for um making up absurdist songs about <laughs> about this. things and experiences which are kind of like this little is, poems.
0: This is probably in that vain. Yeah. I want to express my experience distressing my 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 jeans. Mm. There's a little thing I just wrote about distressing jeans generally <laughs> and I want to express it, I want to express it through the medium of poetry. Mm. Poetry. I'm a regular Robert Frost. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. So, please I'm um, excited about this. This is this poem is entitled Distressed Jeans. <laughs> I spent all night distressing my jeans. I learned how from YouTube whilst eating baked beans. <laughs> you only need scissors and tweezers and dreams. <laughs> and you can be radical living life to extremes. <laughs> I spent all night distressing my jeans so I'd be accepted in all the cool scenes. Maybe I'll be a punk rocker, my lyrics collapsing regimes. <laughs> These holes in my trousers... Are smashing your systems into smithereens. <laughs> I spent all night distressing my jeans. I'll be young forever and I don't care the means. I spent all my money on Yeezys and Off-Whites and Supremes. My boss said I looked unprofessional <laughs> when we met on Microsoft Teams. <laughs> <laughs> I spent all night distressing my jeans. Now I'm unemployed, but I look fly, like the hype beast teens. With my tattered denim threads and compromised seams, I'm making so many fresh-faced new friends, sharing the freshest of memes. I spent all night distressing my jeans, but then suddenly the trends changed, and despite all my screams, damaged denim was no longer cool. I'd lost all my self-esteems. Then my boyfriend kicked me out in one of those crushing scenes. Oh, man. <laughs> it's just a little, little Easter egg in there yeah. for 90s
1: television fans. Oh, the Dresher fans.
0: I spent all night distressing my jeans, but I don't go out anymore. I sit at home eating ice creams, <laughs> streaming a gleaming TV series about the gambits of Queens. It's becoming more likely I'll not pass on my jeans. I spent all night distressing my jeans. (laughs) Now I get all my news from Facebook. I won't take your vaccines. All I need are my guns and my thousands of cans of sardines. But never was I happier than when holes in my denim trousers were cool. That was a poem called distressed jeans. Wow. I thought I'd just throw in some of the lines that didn't make the cut because I couldn't crowbar them into the narrative. (laughs) So so I had one that just said, I attended an annual convention for people who share the same first name and found myself in a room full of deans. (laughs) (laughs) And then I had,
1: I had. That's a poem of its own. Spent all night in a room full of deans.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Then I had. I was on the set of Joker and somebody asked whose line was next and the script supervisor replied (coughs) Joaquins. (laughs) And then and and I just had I just had I wanna publish zines and rage against machines. Mm. I wanna pierce my tongue, it doesn't hurt, it feels fine. (laughs) Which is Flagpole sitter from Harvey Danger, 1997. Paranoia, paranoia, everybody's coming to get me. I've got to tell you, I've always
1: considered myself, of the two of us, maybe the wordsmithing one, and I feel really <laughs> compromised right now. <laughs> I
0: thought, that was brilliant. I was throwing, thank you, John. I'm throwing the, uh, th- throw, throw the denim gauntlet down. Now I realise that,
1: yeah, it's only just a lack of interest that's kept you from out-poeming me. <laughs> all these years. (laughs) I wanted to talk to you about something which I mentioned in passing to you the other day. I've been working from home because Melbourne is still in lockdown. (laughs) uh, And um, I won't (laughs) go. I won't go off on a tangent about that. But um I've been working from home and what I tend to do when I'm at home to kind of try and give myself something to focus on and something that's calming is listen to like little soundscapey things on YouTube, you know? You put it on, you put on like a and some of them are very uh, like very well done, you know, you put on a little maybe 8-hour video and it's like kind of an illustration of a library and from a first person perspective and then there'll be like sounds of crackling fire and sounds occasional sounds of footsteps or people leafing through books or whatever. And you can just kind of have that on in the background and maybe sounds of sounds of a thunderstorm or something. Just kind of white noisy type sounds that are slightly atmospheric to keep you going. So I listened to that quite a bit, but the other day it switched into this weird kind of sound bath type thing. And, and so I tabbed over to YouTube to find out what it was and I discovered this phenomenon called solfeggio frequencies. I don't know if you've ever heard of that.
0: No. I hope Is it Italian?
1: Well, it was discovered or it was, I don't know if I'd even use the word discovered, it was invented in the 1970s, I, I suspect, by an Italian scientist, hence the name. Uh, and the idea was that there were certain frequencies that are synonymous with, but there, there are certain frequencies that operate on your brain to produce certain states, I guess typically positive states, a bit like the way that there was a rumour years ago that um, there was a brown note that you'd cheat yourself if you heard it played. Right. This is the kind of positive equivalent of that, where people will play, will, will create soundscapes that are in a particular frequency And they're supposed to provoke certain, uh, certain moods or mental states. And people make all kinds of fantastic claims about this one that I heard, which is 528 Hertz. And it's, it's colloquially known as the love, the love frequency. Okay. And it's, uh. I can actually
0: hear it. I can actually hear, I know about where that sits. So I'm, I can picture that. I can picture that.
1: Let me see. Let me try and picture that. Yeah, I'll send you right now a little sample.
0: For our listeners, we'll throw in a little bit of 528 hertz for you right here. So this is this is what it sounds like.
1: there's a couple of i've done a bit of reading about 528 hertz some people claim that it promotes feelings of self-love feelings okay. of peace and harmony some people claim that it repairs dna or cures illness okay uh, somebody was saying it would resolve all of the hatred and jealousy in the world which seems very <laughs> very likely to me um and then and then some people <laughs> Some people make more moderate claims, including one person who I read a study from a few years ago on rats, where they basically got a group of rats, played 528 hertz at 100 decibels for, you know, continuously, and, the, and it reduced the, it produced uh, increased levels of testosterone in the brain, which for whatever reason wow. suppresses other things and suppresses ultimately uh, anxiety so the rats were acting in a way that was indicative of reduced anxiety so uh, it's there is something there is maybe something to it I don't know so despite all the, the kind of hippie-ish nonsense that gets that goes along with it so what I thought there are a couple of things we could do one I could report back having committed for the sake of the show for the benefit of our <laughs> listeners to put on to Expose myself to solfeggio frequencies, maybe <laughs> let's say for maybe 20, 20 minutes a day or 10 minutes a day, and <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, see how I go, see if it changes my brain, my mood, my outlook, whatever. We could also subtly weave it in solfeggio frequencies <laughs> into the show, uh, and see if our listeners experience an uplift in love, self love, uh. A sense of peace and harmony, or instead of at the moment, of course, we have the little interstitial musical pieces, which are, which you compose and we could for at least this week uh, add a 528 Hertz frequency to those and see, does it promote feelings of love? I had it on for a few minutes for quite a, quite a while before the show started today and yeah, it was good. I did feel good. I I started bleeding out of my ears, so I had to turn it off. But um
0: But but I did feel reduced anxiety until I, that. I think if you I uh I took I took four times the recommended dose of um of Solfeggio five twenty eight hertz, and I <laughs> and I overdose, which is what's known in the uh, that's what's known in in the drug scene, in the hip drug scene, as a Quattro Solfeggio. <laughs> <laughs> I love that stuff. I, I would. Is there any? So you're saying there is some research that says yeah, and and I mean, <clears throat> you know, I don't want to go on about it,
1: but being in lockdown. I am trying to think of ways that I can basically, you know, the usual sort of external stimuli opportunities for adventure and exploration are not available to me. So I thought maybe I'll just – mess up my brain listening to solfeggio frequencies, see how that goes
0: <laughs> you, I love the idea that you've just eventually sort of lobotomized yourself with <laughs> solfeggio frequencies yeah. you just end quick. up in some institution John's 528-ed himself into nothingness <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah, did you feel anything? love?
1: Uh, I felt, yeah, I kind of I don't know. I feel like you feel whatever you've just read. You're about to feel, don't you? so it's <laughs> it's difficult to judge. But um, but I did feel. I mean, I, I feel relaxed hearing those sounds because I associate them with you know massage parlors and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, sure.
1: Um, you know, real massage
0: parlors. The, right. the
1: the dodgy ones I I tend to associate with cold chisel songs, <laughs> not not <laughs> solfeggio frequencies. Ha 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 Uh, the baby from the cover of Nirvana's Nevermind album mm. is suing. Is suing the surviving members of Nirvana. No way. Uh, Dave Grohl and Novoselic or whatever his name is, Chris Novoselic, Chris Novoselic, because he was a baby, of course, in the photo. Yeah, in the early nineties when that when Nevermind came out. And uh, very, I think it was 91 or something, wasn't it? 91. And uh, he felt for years, I think, ambivalent about the being on the cover and everyone seeing his little baby penis, yeah. And I, uh, and he yes, didn't, he, he was not, he didn't consent, it. he didn't consent to that, obviously, because yeah, he was, he was un, legally unable to. And uh, and must have been his father was the photographer for the album that's right, cover, I, remember I think. And so now, I bet some kind of uh, opportunistic lawyer has gotten in his ear and said, "You know, we could we could probably sue them and get a sweet settlement." As a lawman,
0: yeah, what's uh, has he got a case here?
1: Well, I was thinking I'd I would uh, make an announcement on the show that maybe because <laughs> I know one of our listeners is is Dave Grohl, uh, <laughs> and I'd love to I'd love to add that feather on my cap to my pro bono practice cap. If Dave, if you're listening, reach out,
0: Dave and Chris.
1: Um, yeah, reach out. I haven't got um, haven't got much form in terms of my past practice when it comes to um, indecent exposure of babies on album covers. I don't know. I don't know what the. I don't really know how it works, but um, you know, it's all law. How uh, can it be? um so yeah dave if you're listening reach out
0: don't praise at aol.com
1: dave how would you feel do you think if you were on i mean to me i
0: think well here's the thing i know it'd be great i I remember reading interviews with that kid and he said that he used it to meet girls and was absolutely loving it yeah of course he would like he kept saying in interviews oh yeah i just tell girls at parties that i'm the baby on the cover of nevermind and i get the ladies no, I'd be fine. It sounds, it sounds very opportunistic, but mm. that's, pr- that's pretty hilarious. Like, I mean, also the precedent that that's, uh, the precedent that that sets, like you can't have any photographs of yeah. babies. Well, exactly. Are, I mean, Anne Geddes is going to be fucked.
1: Yeah. Anne Geddes is somewhere just like, <laughs> just read, she's reading that, reading that she, on her laptop and then she's she, straight on the phone to her lawyer, like, uh, oh, Peter, it's me, Anne. Uh tell me this isn't a problem. <laughs> my whole fucking career is naked babies.
0: What am I going to do? We are in a world of shit, Barry. <laughs> you know how many fucking babies I got nude in pumpkins? <laughs> They're going to take my house, Barry. You think any of those little fuckers signed a release? It was the 90s. <laughs> That's an iconic cover, too. It's great. Mm, it is. And he's reaching for that dollar bill. He's reaching for that hooky dollar oh, bill. Yeah, of that course. hooky dollar bill. bill. He wants the money. The baby want the money on the hooky dollar bill. <laughs> hooky hooky dollar bill. Naked naked baby wants the hooky hooky dollar bill. There you go. That's but exactly like- the skill set that I was referring to before. That was the Just. first single from Nevermind. That went naked baby want the dollar bill, dollar bill, naked baby want the hooky dollar, dollar, dollar bill, naked baby in the swimming pool that want the dollar bill, reaching now for dollar bill, the hooky baby dollar bill. <laughs> Nirvana classic, hooky dollar bill. <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 we'll have to do your. Uh, we'll have to do an episode about your array of classics. You know, like. Yeah. The Dazzle land song, the stupid <laughs> the stupid kind of African influenced one that you did about hungry jacks.
0: I wonder if uh, I can remember the one that I do the one that I can usually remember is the stupid one that I came up with I was with my I was with my friend Francesca um, and uh, her friend Hannah in so Francesca's Italian and yeah. she's from the beautiful city of Bergamo. And mm. I was there with her and her friend Hannah a couple of years ago, and we were mm-hmm. staying at her parents' house. And her parents just had a—I think it was a print of these naked cherubs, and ah. one of them was playing panpipes. And I was just trying somehow. I just started coming up with this stupid song in my head about <laughs> the naked babies, and in the they, were, they looked like they were in a little. Have I sung this to you? I probably have. I but probably I can't have. Remember, they were yeah. There were these like little cherubs playing panpipes yeah. naked, and then all these townsfolk were kind of gathered around, and maybe there was like a some sort of other fairy tale <laughs> creature around, right? And I think because maybe maybe that uh, like Fran and her family was speaking Italian temporarily, so I just zoned out <laughs> and I started coming up with this song, and then I just tapped. I just I, no Hannah didn't speak Italian either um and I tapped Hannah on the shoulder and I was like I've I can't remember the context so I don't really know I didn't know Hannah that well either I think I only met her a handful of times and then I just <laughs> tapped her on the shoulder and I said I guess I said I've made up a I've made up a song excuse me I know I don't know you that well but I've made up a song.'" <laughs> Well, I've made up a little rhyming song about this picture here. Would you like to hear it? She's, like, she's probably looked over her shoulder and said, Are you talking to me? <laughs> and she's like, Okay, fine. And so I'll try to remember it. It went like this. It went, Yeah, okay. So just give me a sec. It went, <laughs> sure. I love to, it goes, I love to be the pan pipe. Baby pa- playing my <laughs> okay. I'm gonna start again. It goes like this I love to be the panpipe baby playing my panpipe music all day long, and all the people love the panpipe baby because I'm filling the streets with song. <laughs> and if I look over my baby left shoulder, there was like in the print, there was a baby playing tambourine as well. I right, forgot right. a bit of the story, so it goes, and if I look over my baby left shoulder, I see my tambourine baby friend too. And when the two of us get together, we're making funky baby music for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you definitely have sung that to me before. <laughs> and then And then Hannah said, I've just rung a cab to the airport. <laughs> <laughs>